You are listening to the Social Media and Tech Podcast, brought to you by the Canadian Professional Sales Association, sharing strategies and tools to help you get the most from social selling and tech. And now your host, Bill Bannum. In this episode of the CPSA Social Media and Tech Podcast series, we are going to consider if social media connections are the same as prospects. Our guest today is Paul Watts. Paul is founder and sales performance coach at Base Over Apex. As a sales trainer, Paul combines effective sales strategies with personal accountability to produce results for companies he works with. Paul's key focus is new business development and social selling. A pillar of Paul's training is teaching salespeople how to increase their effectiveness by finding and accessing an account's decision makers. In his 15 plus years as a salesperson, Paul received numerous sales awards for his ability to find and influence the key decision makers. As a trainer, he shares actionable examples of how to do this directly from his successful sales career. Paul trains sales professionals how to use social media, such as LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, as part of a disciplined sales process. Paul, welcome to the CPSA's Social Media and Tech Podcast. It's great to have you today. Uh, thank you very much, Bill. It's, uh, it's my pleasure. Paul, let's jump straight in with the questions because we've got a lot to cover today. Uh, firstly, please tell us a bit about your career history up to founding Base Over Apex. Started out actually as an electrical and electronic engineer working for a grinding machine manufacturer in the UK. I did that for about six years before I finally realized one day that I wasn't an engineer. Um, and I remember, I remember sort of buying a newspaper and sitting at my desk one lunchtime, looking through the wanted ads and the vacancies, just trying to figure out what I was going to do next. And uh, I saw a job uh, role uh, vacancy for a sales engineer's position. And I thought, wow, that might be cool. So I went for a couple of interviews. I, I didn't get the first job that I applied for, but uh, I learned my lessons quickly and I did get the second. And I actually spent the next 16 years in technical sales roles, both in the UK and here in Canada. But during my last position, um, I worked for a company who had a distribution network that was, was in need of sales training. So I developed and delivered a sales training program, which is what made me realize that I love coaching and mentoring salespeople. And it was then that I decided to start my own sales training company. I haven't looked back since. I've been doing that now for about three years. What, what does an average work week look like for you, Paul? I spend a lot of my time working with organizations, helping them to improve their sales team's performance. So I'm, I'm spending a lot of time in the classroom with salespeople or on coaching calls, coaching salespeople, which, which I absolutely love because I, I really enjoy talking to salespeople. So that's, that's, that's kind of what my week sounds, what my week is like. How, how do you work with salespeople to help them become social selling stars? Uh, the main areas that I would focus on with salespeople to help them become effective in social selling, I guess there's probably three main areas. Uh, the first one would be building client-centric social media profiles. And I'm stealing that phrase from my friend Jamie Shanks. I would help them to build 
client-centric social media profiles. Profiles that speak to their potential future clients rather than to a potential future employer. Uh, your LinkedIn profile is not a repository for your resume. It's a profile that should speak to a future client. So we, we help clients, we help salespeople build client-centric social media profiles. I guess the next area that we would help uh, salespeople with would be to create social currency. What I mean by that is uh, helping them to create content that provides great value for their potential clients. Because if you give great value, then you can extract great value. So creating social currency, ultimately helping salespeople to build social media programs. Now, to run a successful, sustainable social media program, there's, there's much more uh, involved than just teaching someone how to use LinkedIn. Uh, there are many, many more elements at play. Let's now define what connections and prospects actually mean, Paul, within the context of the sales funnel. So often when one talks about connections, people often think of LinkedIn, but what's the bigger picture here? Can you reel off some other networks and online content forms where a salesperson can connect and engage with others? Can, for example, your YouTube subscribers be considered connections on, on some level? Some people define prospects as people who have a need for their products and services and are within their geographic territory and have money. Now, if this is your definition of what a prospect is, then not every connection or follower that you have in social media is a prospect. However, if you define prospects as people who have the potential to amplify your company's message to the world and ultimately may themselves be connected to people who have a need for your products or services within your target geography and have money, then everyone who follows you or is connected to you within every social media network is a prospect. So I think it really depends on how you define prospects. What would you say, Paul, to, to a salesperson who thinks it's a great idea to invite everyone uh, in his or her email account to connect through Facebook or LinkedIn or, or Twitter. What, what, what are the dangers of such a scattergun approach? Well, I guess, first of all, it depends how selective they've been in developing their email account list. But if they haven't been very selective, then they may end up with people in their social media network who they wouldn't necessarily want to be associated with. So I think in that case, it's important for people to learn how to sever connections in social media uh, and on LinkedIn, because in some of the social media networks, it's not very apparent how to remove connections. So I think it's important that they learn how to do that in case they have inadvertently invited someone into their network who, who they really don't want there. Within the social selling ecosystem, What's the difference between a well-connected salesperson, Paul, and, and a salesperson with influence, in, in inverted commas? I mean, in terms of you know, well-connected salespeople and people who have influence, I mean, you can have 20,000 connections who pay you no attention whatsoever in social media, or you could have 200 connections who are actively engaged and interacting with you and your content regularly. I would suggest that it's the latter salesperson with, with influence. 
So how, how can you go about segmenting your online community generally between existing clients and partners and uh, potential clients and partners and other key groups such as perhaps media and, and influencers? LinkedIn has today a feature called tags. And uh, not many people have actually come across this feature. And it's a, it's a real shame because it's a fantastic feature. So if you were to go into one of your connections profiles in LinkedIn, um, underneath their profile picture, there is a tab called the relationship tab. And, and that tab is only visible to you. And in that tab, there are some wonderful CRM-like features built in. So for instance, you can write notes about your contacts. So I could say, you know, hey, here, here I'm connected to Bill Bannum. And, uh, you know, Bill is from Norfolk in the UK. I could write some notes in there. When I log back into my account and look at your profile again, those notes are visible to me and to me only. So I can write all kinds of uh, great notes about my connections uh, that help me to build rapport and, and expand my relationship with them. Another feature that is in that relationship tab is a feature called tags. And tags you can create custom tags. So you could actually create a tag for clients. You could create a tag for key clients. You could create a tag for partners, and you could create a tag for prospects. And what's really wonderful about that feature is that you can then go through your network, and inside LinkedIn, you can filter by these custom tags. So it's a phenomenal way to segment your online community. Now, why I'm really, really frustrated and upset is that LinkedIn are removing that feature from the free version of LinkedIn, and they're pushing it up into the premium version. Now, I do have the premium version, but I'm, I'm very frustrated because I think that that's a wonderful feature that should be available and accessible to everybody in LinkedIn. I agree. And, and I think it also talks to the point about uh, the use of CRMs by salespeople um, without that kind of feature being available without paying for it uh the way that you can segment and sort your data becomes a lot more difficult and perhaps it necessitates uh, the use of other crm tools but again we could chat about that a lot more uh, another time um a component of what you teach paul is is how to get to those all important decision makers through social selling channels okay what sales channels work best for reaching those who make budgetary decisions so in, in the b2b space how does the approach taken to engaging decision makers differ compared to attracting general interest from a wider set of job titles in, in target sectors? Well, for me, in the business to business world, I, I would have to say that I feel LinkedIn is arguably the, the most powerful uh, social media platform for for reaching those key decision makers. Personally, I use the, the, the filters that are in the premium edition of LinkedIn to help me to quickly identify and reach those key decision makers within target accounts that I'm, I'm looking at. And within the premium edition, what you can do is you can filter on uh, job function, seniority level, uh, what the people are interested in, their company size, the, the list goes on and on. And then you can use this information um, and use the information in the person's profile um, and any potential connections that you might have in common to build an approach strategy for how you're going to reach out and connect with that individual. In terms of engaging with decision makers, 
Um, I'm again going to defer to Jamie Shanks, who I think puts it best. And he suggests that in social media, we need to become content curators. And what we should be doing is trying to identify influencers who our target audience are following and then curate and share their content in social media, perhaps sometimes even commenting and adding our own thoughts to this content. And this way, we position ourselves in the sphere that our target audience is interested in. And eventually, through consistently doing this, we will actually elevate our status in the space and our target audience will begin to associate us in the same sphere of influence as the people that they've been following all along. If you were to give some advice to a salesperson who uh, were curating and sharing content and commenting and, and trying to get in that space and they asked you, how long will it take me before I, I'm, I'm seen as a resource, a, a trusted place to go to, to get new opinions? Are we looking at a year? Are we looking at longer than that, Paul? I think it really depends on how frequently that person is sharing that content in social media, which platforms we're talking about. It could take as long as 12 months, maybe even longer for, for somebody to actually build that kind of presence. Uh, but it certainly doesn't happen overnight. But you often talk about social selling being a, a two-way street. A fully developed life cycle sales model, you sometimes suggest, brings value to both parties through a relationship, not not a transaction. Talk to me a bit about that. Social selling is a digital conversation. So I, I believe that the best social sellers are the ones who are able to engage and communicate with their connections in a way that really allows them to build trust and credibility online without necessarily ever having to meet the people that they're interacting with. And, and I think a large part of that credibility is based on your authenticity and your intent. Do you think that connections a salesperson has made in person or over the phone, uh, you know, conversations like you and I are having right now, always have more weight and greater possibility of leading to a sale compared to those people who engage purely uh, in, the, in the virtual world? I personally think we've gone a little too far into the digital world. I, I'm seeing more and more salespeople hiding behind technology. And, and I think in the future, in the not too distant future, we're, we're going to see a bit of a course correction on that. I hope we're going to see more salespeople getting back out face-to-face -face in front of, of clients because I believe sales are made face-to-face. -face. In your opinion, are social media connections the same as prospects? In my opinion, in my world, yes. But again, I, I think it, def it depends how you define prospects. But in my world, uh, I'm looking to use my network to amplify my message into the marketplace. So in my world, yes, my social media connections and followers are prospects. But I think it really depends how you define prospects. But in my world, yes. Awesome. Thank you. So this takes us towards the end of our, of our podcast. Um, just finally, how, how can our listeners learn more about you and, and, and connect with you? They can connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, all I would ask is if they want to connect with me on LinkedIn, can they just please send a personalized invite letting me know how they found me? I will always accept a personalized invite. You've been an awesome guest today. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me on the show, Bill. It's been my pleasure. 
and listeners until next time uh, i've been your host bill bannon this has been the social media and tech podcast brought to you by the cpsa thank you very much for listening thank you for listening to the social media and tech podcast brought to you by the canadian professional sales association